This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, May 26th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer, in for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Hyundai's rapid expansion plans in Georgia just got much bigger. Ford EVs will get access to Tesla superchargers, and European officials look into a massive likely data breach from Tesla. Plus, a look at what employee referrals for staff openings say about a dealership service department. I always feel like we're doing something right when people want to bring their friends to work with them. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Hyundai and LG Energy Solutions say they'll invest $4.3 billion to produce electric vehicle batteries in Georgia. The move will help comply with President Joe Biden's clean energy tax law. According to a statement, Hyundai and LG Energy will split the investment 50-50. The factory will sit right next to Hyundai's EV plant under construction near Savannah, Georgia. The automaker says the plant will have an annual capacity of 30 gigawatt hours, enough to power 300,000 electric vehicles. Construction will start in the second half of this year, and production will begin as early as the end of 2025. Starting next spring. Ford EV owners will have access to about 12,000 Tesla superchargers by using adapters. It's the first direct partnership of its kind between two competing electric vehicle makers. Tesla CEO Elon Musk and Ford CEO Jim Farley made the announcement Thursday evening on Twitter Spaces. The idea is that like, we don't want the Tesla supercharger network to be like a walled, gar- a walled garden. You know, to, We want it to be something that is supportive of electrification and sustainable transport in general. And we're very, very much appreciative of Ford's, uh, you know, interest in, in partnering on this front. Well, this is a really, really big deal for for our customers because opening, yeah, we have about 10,000 fast chargers now, but 12,000. We And we love, we love the locations. We love the reliability, your routing software, the ease of use of, of the connector, um, the reliability of it. I think it's, it's a, pretty amazing what you, what you and your team have, have done for, for the customers. Starting in 2025, Ford will stop building its EVs with traditional combined charging system ports. It will replace them with Tesla's preferred North American charging standard port, so Ford drivers won't need an adapter. Meanwhile, Tesla is dealing with the likelihood of a massive data breach, The data protection watchdog for the Netherlands said today that it's aware of possible Tesla data protection breaches, but it's too early to further comment. A German business newspaper first reported that Tesla had allegedly failed to adequately protect data from customers, employees, and business partners, citing 100 gigabytes of confidential data leaked by a whistleblower. Tesla was not immediately available for comment today on the report, which said customer data could be found in abundance in a data set labeled Tesla files. The breach reportedly includes CEO Elon Musk's social security number. A Tesla lawyer was quoted as saying a disgruntled former employee abused his access as a service technician to get information. And the president of the Ford Blue Combustion Vehicle business says, he sees growth ahead for at least several more years. 
Ford Blue President Kumar Galhotra says the automaker may have a slower transition to EVs than many rivals. Over time, will ICE volumes decline? Clearly. We know that's the reality. Uh, you know, uh, we embrace that reality. For us, I believe it'll be sometime after 2025. But even when that happens, it'll be very unique by segment and by geography. Galhotra was speaking with Automotive News Ford reporter Michael Martinez for our 2023 Talk from the Top series with automotive industry leaders. You can read more of their conversation at autonews.com, and we'll have a longer excerpt of that conversation for you Tuesday here on Daily Drive. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, we'll hear from Ali Peters of Cavender Auto Group in Texas about how to be intentional when building a team in your service department. That's next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. Several of the recent hires that Ali Peters has made, from technicians to advisors to valets, were people recommended by current staff. Peters is Fixed Operations Director at Cavender Auto Group in Texas. She says it says a lot about your culture that employees want to bring their friends to work with them. Peters spoke with Automotive News Senior Editor Dan Shine about what qualities she looks for in employees. They spoke at an event in San Antonio, Texas. Allie, thanks for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. So talk uh, about uh, people, retaining staff, recruiting staff. How do you kind of go about finding finding good people to start with? So this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, so we are really intentional about the team that we build. We want people who enjoy people and enjoy being able to take care of others. Uh, we like hiring smart people that we can empower to really just be there and assist our guests through it and also to be creative and coming up with solutions. So right now what we're working with and which is so much fun to share is that uh, we are actually hiring now based on referrals. And so the last six technicians that we've brought on have been referrals of people who worked with us. The last few ballets that we've brought on and some of our service support staff and our advisors have been referrals of people who currently work within our culture, within our team. And I always feel like we're doing something right when people want to bring their friends to work with them. And do you incentivize 
current in place. If, we do. You know, if you bring somebody in, yes, you, get yeah. a little, you get a little spiff. We do, yeah. So we have an associate referral program. And so we were able to incentivize them financially. And then we really do feel that we get a, even a bigger bang for that buck, so to speak, because people aren't going to put their name on someone that's going to embarrass them or let them down. And so they're very particular about who they bring in because they know that they are essentially vouching for that person. And what kind of people are you looking for? Do you, I know there's a lot of talk about going into the hospitality industry, yeah. things mm -hmm. like that. What, are, what kind of like some of the characteristics that you look for in, in people that you think can stick in this business? Mm -hmm. So I am really all about people who have a true heart for other people. So customer service and um, people who have really thick skin and are patient and can empathize with others because oftentimes when we're in situations that are hard with a guest or even another associate, people take that personally. But um, the people that I love and the, the group of, of associates I like to have are those who can understand why that person's upset and sincerely and genuinely want to be shoulder to shoulder and help that person. And so really... People who love other people, the cars are second to that. Yeah. And how do you work on retention? I mean, there's, you know, turnover technician turnover is huge. Mm -hmm. Service advisor, you know, turnover is even bigger than that. Mm -hmm. How do you retain these folks? Is, it, is this a part of like the, some kind of the culture of what you do or how do you make sure they stick? Yeah, so we are very, very big on taking care of our people. And so I think that looks different for every person that we have on our team. Uh, we are very, very supportive of work-life balance if that is something that's real. And so we do our best to ensure that people take their lunch breaks and actually work their scheduled shifts and that the shifts are no longer this 12 hour, six day a week program that a lot of us grew up with, um, but truly are ones that while they're at work, we want them to give us their all, but we also want to give them time away from the dealership so that they can live the life that they want. Um, we also uh, pay very well. I think we have an extremely competitive pay plan. Um, and then we also like to throw out extra projects and tasks and like little competitions that can be rewarded not only with dollars, but a lot of time we'll give, um, you know, an incentive of this person that wins this weekly competition can get an hour next week to do whatever they want. They can come in a little bit late. They can leave a little early, take a long lunch. And for some, that one hour is a huge, huge incentive to win that competition and try to get to that next goal. I don't think you're, so you're in this good store here in, in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing? I know there are people talk about, you know, chip shortages, part shortages. How are things for you down here in Texas? Yeah. So uh, I would say that the part shortage is getting better in a lot of ways. We do still struggle with some backorder parts. So when they go on backorder, they go on serious backorder. So we're, we're going to, we're going to go big or go home. Uh, so, but we are finding more creative ways. We are finding that dealers are willing to work with each other and sharing those parts if needed. Um, and then we feel that the manufacturer is doing a lot more to help us get these parts so that we can help with our customers. So much better, yeah. still still room for opportunity, but better. And what's kind of your 2023 20, outlook? How do you see, I know there's, you know, there's talk of, you know, affordability is going up on vehicles. Um, people are holding on to their cars a lot longer, mm -hmm. um, which could be an opportunity to, to yeah. keep them, uh, you know, as, a, as customers. How do you kind of bring those, you know, kind of customers back? And is, is, that, is that kind of a focus of your 
year of you know, the 2023. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So really 2022 was a lot about cleaning up process and figuring out the right people to be on our team. And as we go into 2023, it is all about taking care of our guests, the loyalty and the retention piece of that so that it's easy and efficient, convenient for them. We also want to be really sensitive to their financial situations as we do go into this year because it is up in the air for a lot of, of folks. Um, and so with that being said, we are really excited. We have a full team. We're ready to help everyone that is coming. And we just want to make it the best experience that they can have in the service department. Great. Thanks Thank so you. much. Yes. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ellie Peters is Fixed Operations Director at Cavender Auto Group in Texas. She spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer, and for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News reporter Michael Martinez for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on service and parts, EV battery manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. We'll be off on Monday for the Memorial Day holiday in the U.S. Come back on Tuesday for a conversation with Ford Blue President Kumar Galhotra. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.